It's been a full month of silence now from the Islanders' front office. We'll discuss that, plus our first look at a draft prospect and the season that Adam Pellick had. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And we are now also available on SiriusXM. Go to the SXM app and just search for Locked on Islanders. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, Feel free to send us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. This is a busy off-season. We'll have hirings, firings, trade rumors, the draft, free agency. If it's happening to the New York Islanders this off-season, we will have it covered for you here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So today, when this show is being recorded and drops, it's May 31st. And that means it has now been an entire month since the New York Islanders' getaway day after their elimination by the Carolina Hurricanes in the first round of the playoffs. And we still have not heard anything from Lou Lamorello or Lane Lambert about their status. We haven't heard them say anything about the direction of the team, where the team needs to go, what it needs to improve upon, We are still in limbo. Now, there have been reports from reliable sources, Andrew Gross of Newsday coming to mind, who have said that, yeah, Lou and Lane are coming back. But, again, nothing. Mum, the silent treatment from the New York Islanders organization. And I'll say this. Let's assume 
logically, because we know Andrew Gross is very connected, good guy, reliable reporter. Let's assume that what he's saying is accurate, his sources are accurate, and yes, Lou Lamorello and Lane Lambert are coming back. You know, the, the philosophy that Lou Lamorello tends to have about the media is that they are sort of a tolerated, necessary evil. And, you know, he prefers to keep his cards close to the vest, doesn't feel like it benefits, you know, the, the team in the long run to have to reveal things to the media and have everybody speculating. He wants to just go about his job and do it to the best of his ability and not really have to worry about, you know, the uh, the speculation and all of the media circus that can go along with it. And I understand that to a point. But the one thing the Islanders organization does need to understand is that the media is really the eyes and the ears of the fan. When you're talking to the media, you're not just talking to reporters and TV anchors and, and, and the like. You're talking through those people to the fans. And the fact that we have gone a complete month without hearing anything official from Lou Lamorello or Lane Lambert is getting to be something that is irritating a lot of fans. And here's another word for fans. When you really think about it and you really break it down, fans are customers. Fans are the people who buy your product. They are the people who buy tickets. They are the people who buy beer and hot dogs and chicken and uh, all the different food that you offer at the arena. They are the people who pay to park. They are the people who watch your games on television and listen to it on the radio and buy jerseys. They are the people who spread buzz about your team on social media. They are customers of your hockey team. And to give them Nothing with regard to the news about the general manager and the coach and to hear from those people about the general direction of the hockey team. Okay, you know, I understand you're not the biggest fan, Lou Lamorello and Lane Lambert of the media, but if you view it as a necessary evil, at least say what you're going to say and get it out of the way, because the longer that this silence goes on, the more people in the media are going to speculate and fill in the blanks that you're leaving, and the more your customers and your fans are going to be frustrated by this lack of news. You know, one thing you want to do as a professional sports team, especially a professional sports team in a crowded market like New York. You want to keep your organization in the news. You want to keep people thinking about 
your team and what is going to happen to them in the upcoming season. And, you know, you want your team to be a topic of conversation for your fans and their friends and that way you make new fans and et cetera, et cetera. Well, this absolute silence does not accomplish that goal. And look, I see in comments on social media and on our YouTube page and elsewhere that a a growing number of Islander fans are getting frustrated by the lack of communication coming from the team about the future of Lou Lamorello and Lane Lambert. And even if, again, even if we assume that it's true, how about a little information about the direction of the team? You know, at getaway day, the coach and the general manager are there to tell you what went right this year, what needs improvement, and what the team's direction is going to be, what the goals are going to be heading into the offseason. Well, we're 30-plus days out from that getaway day, and we still haven't heard anything from Lou Lamorello or Lane Lambert. And for the sake of Islander fans, I am hoping that we get to hear from them soon because, quite honestly, it's time for the fans to get a better idea of what this team's goals are and how they intend to get there, even if it's generalities, even if it's cliches at this point, saying something is better than saying nothing. And the longer this delay goes on and the more fans have to wait, the more speculation gets put out there and the less close to reality it tends to be. So look, we are one day away from June, the month of the draft, and then free agency uh, starts July 1st. And yet, still no word from the Islanders' front office and coaching staff. Hopefully, hopefully, we hear from them before the draft. All right, we've got a lot more to get to on today's show. We're going to do our first draft preview as we analyze a prospect the Islanders could take in the second round. We've got that plus Adam Pellick's season in review, all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Used to be $1,000. They've now made it $2,500. And look, this is a great time to be betting. You've got the NBA Finals coming up, the Stanley Cup Finals coming up, Major League Baseball now in full swing as we are roughly two months into the season. So check out all the action and odds at FanDuel. They've got great promotions every day, and the FanDuel app is both safe and secure, and you can get paid instantly as soon as you want to withdraw your money. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to 
$500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, we know, as of right now, that the New York Islanders don't have a first-round pick. We also know they don't have a third-round pick, but we do know that there's a second-round pick out there, and that that pick is the 49th overall selection in this year's NHL draft. And we're sort of going to start taking a look at some players who the Islanders might be interested in in this draft, and we're going on the assumption that Lou Lamorello will continue to run the team, and here is the way we do this. These players are not presented in any particular order or preference, but uh, The Athletic, for example, uh, did their first uh, announcement of, you know, who they select, they think teams might select in the first two rounds of this year's NHL draft, and the person that they said the Islanders would take 49th is right-wing Cone Zemer of the of Prince George, and he's an interesting prospect, I think. Here is a guy who is 6 feet 202, already has good size, scored 41 goals in 68 games for the Prince George Cougars of the Western Hockey League, 89 points in 68 games. The year before that, 30 goals, 57 points. So here is a guy who is, you know, showing growth each year, projects as a power forward, and here is a guy who has one of the better shots in the WHL. And really, you know, can shoot from different angles, can really uses that shot to trick a lot of NHL, uh, excuse me, of goalies in the juniors league that he's played with. Uh, he really, you know, has the ability to take different kinds of shots and change the angle of his stick and make some plays. He projects as a power forward. He's pretty good at handling the puck, and he plays a physical kind of a game. Does a good job of keeping the puck close to his body when he's carrying it, which makes it tough for opposing players to get it away from him, and to guess what he's going to do next with the puck. And, you know, the thing he does very well, he's not only a good shooter, he can pass the puck well, and he has a very, very good release. So he's a scorer and a playmaker. Scouts like his intensity. He goes to the crease, goes for the dirty areas. Here are the two areas, however, that when you look at the scouting report, kind of kept him from being a first-round prospect. And... That is, he still needs work on his defense and what he does skating back and, and picking up his man and back-checking and, and just being more interested in a complete 
200-foot game. That clearly is something that this player needs to do better, Zemer. But at the same time, a lot of 18-year-olds fit that description. The other aspect of Zemer's game, however, that needs some work is his skating. And, you know, he's got the physicality, he's got the vision, but his skating holds him back. I've seen it rated anywhere from average to poor. And here's the thing. Big, physical, goal-scoring forwards who aren't great skaters, Lou Lamorello tends to really like these guys. So, uh, I mean, it makes sense that you know, the Athletic projected Zemer as a potential Islanders second-round pick. I have seen him ranked anywhere between the 40s and the 60s as far as the overall prospect list is concerned. Uh, the Athletic at one point had him at 65th overall. But again, the big issue with Zemer is his skating. And if he can improve his skating... He could be, you know, a solid NHL player. But again, that may be a big if. And, you know, that's why he's not going to go in the first round. He is a native of Mayerthorpe, Alberta. So he's a Western Canadian kid. And I, I, I think in many ways he would fit in with the Islanders' M.O. But... If we're looking to get this team younger, faster, and more skilled, he would check off two of those boxes. The one he would not check off, obviously, is faster. But, again, if this is a kid who can develop into a, a, a 20, 25 goal scorer in the National Hockey League, I think the Islanders would more than be happy to put up with an average skater. Again, we're talking about a kid who's probably at least two years away from being NHL ready because of his skating, because power forwards generally take a little more time to develop because they rely on physicality and there is an adjustment to trying to play physical against 17-year-olds and against fully grown adults who have been playing pro hockey for 10 years. So, not going to be someone who is likely to help this year, but that doesn't mean he isn't someone who the Islanders would consider drafting. So, Cohn Zemer is uh, the first player we are looking at as far as possible players the Islanders could draft in the second round in this year's draft. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We're going to look at the season that Adam Pellick had this year will project his role going forward and we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So we continue our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders season and uh, today we discuss Adam Pellick, the defenseman, 6'3", 210", 28 years old. He'll turn 29 over the summer in August. 
Islanders drafted him in the third round in 2012. And this was not a typical year for Adam Pellick. He missed 21 games, the big issue being what we believe to be a concussion that was suffered in the middle of the season, and he ended up missing. Uh, His last game before suffering the injury was December 6th. He didn't return until six weeks later, roughly, January 23rd, and it took time for Adam Pellick to get back up to form. And the way Pellick himself described it was that he was sort of a half-second slow on recognition, on being able to get to the place he wanted to get to on the ice. And look, in the NHL, that half a step can be extremely costly. So in the 61 games that he played, Pellick had six goals, 21 points, and was a plus 15. He had 36 penalty minutes. All of his goals coming at even strength. And uh, he had one shorthanded assist. But essentially, Pellick still going to average. He averaged 21 minutes, 39 seconds on ice. That is a new career high for him. And uh, basically, only 77 hits in 61 games, but he blocked 110 shots. So overall, this is roughly the same pace he had from the previous season offensively, but offense is not the key to Adam Pellick's game. Defense is, and, you know, again, the injury really hurt him and hurt his timing. He tried to pinch and often got caught. He lost puck battles that he uh, usually would win, and he just didn't have his stick in the right place, was, as I said, a half a step slow. I think that this year we will see more of the, of the old Adam Pellick. And very little doubt in my mind, you know, Pellick is the Islanders' best defenseman from the defensive perspective. He is going to be one of their top two, again, along with, Ryan Pollock, and it just becomes a question of getting him back into into form, and I think by the end of the regular season and into the playoffs, we did see a little bit more of the player that we were used to seeing, even if he wasn't at full strength. Had a goal and an assist in the playoffs, was a, uh, was a plus one in the six games, and took just one penalty. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, Pellick returns to form and that would be very, very important for the Islanders. You know, whether Scott Mayfield comes back, whether they add a defenseman, as we everydayers know, we talked about that yesterday, whether uh, Samuel Bolduc steps up, for example, and becomes an everyday player this year, They need Adam Pellick to be playing at a very high level or, you know, this team is in trouble. And we saw when he was out with an injury, that was probably, uh, and when he was struggling shortly after that, that coincides with some of the struggles 
that the Islanders had in the middle of the season. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 27th birthday of of current Islander, although he may not be for long, current Islander winger Pierre Engvall, the native of Sweden, originally drafted by the Maple Leafs in the seventh round back in 2014. Not a lot of seventh rounders make it to the NHL, but... We do see that Engvall did that, was acquired at the trade deadline by the Islanders for this year's third-round pick, added some speed, played 18 games with the Isles, five goals, nine points. But just to give you an idea, if you take his statistics, 18 games with the Isles, and you know extrapolate them out to 82 games, he would be on pace for 23 goals, and 41 points on the season in six playoff games, a goal, and an assist. We go back and look at one of Pierre Engvall's better games as an Islander, and it is going to be game five of this year's playoffs against the Carolina Hurricanes. This one on the road, and it was Engvall getting the Islanders on the board midway through the first period, And then assisting on a goal by Brock Nelson early in the second that put the Islanders ahead 2-0 in a game. They won 3-2 to force a sixth game back at the UBS Arena. So, Pierre Engvall, who is an unrestricted free agent, if the Islanders don't re-sign him by July 1st, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day, every day or tomorrow on the show. We will take a look at J.G. Pajot's season, how he did, and what his future with the team projects to be, what are his strengths and weaknesses. We'll break that down, plus a whole lot more on tomorrow's show. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.